Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. So now it is officially November, and that means that shopping season has officially arrived. I'm sure you guys have been inundated with ads and commercials getting ready for the holidays even before Halloween, but now it's like in full force. Advertisements are gearing up and we're starting to see Christmas trees in stores that are decorated perfectly, giving us that nostalgic feeling. Just the other day, I was at the paper store picking out a card for my nephew's birthday and it was full on Christmas in there, literally three days after Halloween. And I totally admit, I got sucked into it. I immediately started to imagine the Christmas season in this like completely romanticized way where if I just had these things like the cookie jar with the cute little Yeti on it and whatever else the store was selling because they have so many cute little things, right? Or the decorations or the stocking stuffers, the ornaments, right? If I just had these things, then all my anxiety would somehow melt away and my kids and my husband would behave differently. And my mother-in-law would stop making me feel guilty for not doing things just like she does, right? You guys get what I mean here. Our brains tell us in the moment that having that item is going to change our lives all of a sudden and that things will just be different simply by owning that item. Does this sound familiar? This happens all the time for me, by the way. And when we're in that moment, right, maybe we buy the thing, maybe we don't. Only we can determine what's the best move in that moment. But that's not my point. What my point is, is that this is about way more than just the item. So this is exactly what I want to talk about today. The emotional side of spending and what it represents for us. Because as I've said so many times before, it's never about the thing. It's about way, way, way more than the thing. Notice how I went so quickly from looking at the Yeti cookie jar to feeling insecure about the mother that I am. This is the psychology of consumerism, and it's real, you guys. I don't want to get into reasons why you should or shouldn't buy something today. I've talked about intentional spending and using dollars in alignment with our values before. Today, I want to talk about the connection between spending, psychology, and energy, because I find this so fascinating. We love to spend money, you guys. I sure do, right? The U.S. consumer market alone makes up almost 29% of global consumer spending. Think about that for a second, right? We as a culture love to shop. Why though? I think because it feels good. It's been proven that shopping can enhance our self-esteem and our feelings of empowerment, right? Which then translate into improved self-confidence and a more powerful outlook on life. There's also something to be said for the experience, I think, of just walking into a store, right? There's smells, there's music, there's the visual. 
in my mind, when you walk into a store, everything is organized on the shelves to look so pretty. And for anyone living in a house with kids where stuff is just everywhere and there's just clutter, having an organized shelf just feels good. So it makes me want to stay there because there's that visual aspect to it. And of course, it bumps up my mood, right? Shopping is fun. But there's more to it than that. Last weekend, I got together with my aunt and she loves to shop. And whenever I get together with her, that's what we do together. We always meet at some shopping center and usually move on from there. It's something that we both share and we love to do together. We get lunch, we catch up, we talk about life while looking at shoes. It's awesome. She's also way more into the high-end stores and brands than I am. Think Bloomingdale's and Stuart Weitzman versus my usuals of Target and Old Navy. But honestly, that's what I think is so fun about when we get together. She exposes me to so much more than I would otherwise. So obviously, last weekend, she had to return a pair of shoes at Bloomingdale's, and that's where we went. While she was doing her thing in the shoe section, I was wandering around looking at all of these fancy shoes, and I stumbled on the Jimmy Choo section, right? Because I'm always so fascinated by shoes that are that expensive. So I found this cute pair of heels that were like $2,000. The cost of these shoes initially seemed so ridiculous to me, and it still does to an extent, But hear me out for a minute, you guys. It got me thinking, there must be a reason why people buy these shoes. And it has to do with how those shoes make us feel. Think about this. How different would you feel wearing a pair of these Jimmy Choo heels to a fancy event that are made in Italy, that are known for their exceptional craftsmanship, like that you just saw Emma Stone and Jennifer Lopez wearing a similar pair of also Jimmy Choo's in a People magazine, like on the red carpet, right? Picture yourself for a minute, like I talked about earlier with the Christmas experience. Picture yourself wearing these shoes and then picture yourself wearing a pair of like $60 heels that you got at DSW. It's a very different feeling, right? When we spend money, we're making an energetic exchange around a story about who we are. It's all about identity, you guys. If we buy this $2,000 pair of Jimmy Choo's, we're not buying just a pair of shoes. We're buying an identity. For that one minute that we bought those pair of shoes, we feel like we are worthy of feeling like a million bucks. And that's what feels good. That feels like confidence. That feels like freedom. That feels like courage. Wearing those shoes for even five minutes makes us feel like we can show up as a stronger version of ourselves than we are today. Like we can own it. All of that, all of that, you guys, is energy. So from those shoes, we get a different energy. Now, do we need the shoes to get that energy in the first place? No, of course not. But the shoes do help. And I think that's why people buy them. It's hard to get into that energetic place otherwise. Our brains 
keep us small, right? We've talked about this before. They try to protect us and tell us to think all the anxious thoughts that keep us from feeling the feeling that we get wearing those Jimmy Choo's. Confident, uninhibited, brave, free. And this goes for all the other things we spend money on too. Like why do people stay at a high-end hotel? Because of how it makes us feel. When I used to work in the city every day, sometimes just for fun, I would wander around the lobbies of nice hotels like the Four Seasons or the Ritz just to see what it was like because it was a totally different vibe than the vibe that I was feeling before that. I always walked out of those lobbies feeling very, very different than when I walked in because it's all about identity. Have you guys ever heard of the Batman effect in psychology? The name came from the results of a study that basically found that children perform better on a challenging task when they pretend to be someone else, like Batman, who would be good at that task, who we perceive as good at that task, right? It's all about identity, and identity is about how we feel. The concept in this study is called self-distancing. It allows us to get some space in between the anxiety in that moment and our ability to tap into our own inner power, who we really are. Just like shopping can, honestly. Shopping is a tool. It can oftentimes be a distraction from what else is going on in our lives at that moment. But just like the Jimmy Choo's and the Yeti cookie jar, it's the feeling that we're looking for, the feeling of confidence, of empowerment, of knowing that I'm a good mom and I don't need to compare myself with anyone else. So I think the Batman effect and shopping are, are similar concepts here. Do we need to buy the object to give ourselves that same feeling? Nope, not at all. We can though. And if we do, that's cool. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it helps, right? As long as you're getting the value out of it that you initially felt. But if you don't buy it for whatever reason, there are ways to get that feeling without the actual physical object and the kind of mental weight on our wallets as well. And that's what I think we sometimes forget, that it's about the feeling. So if we focus on the feeling instead of the the item itself, that's where the power is. We go about our days, right, thinking that it's something external from us that we have to have or that has to go right in order for us to get that feeling that we're looking for, the feeling that the pair of Jimmy Choo's brings us. Like if only my kids would behave better, then I'll feel more confident about my role as a mom. If only I weighed 10 pounds less, then I'd be more confident about how I felt about myself. But I'm learning that that's not how it works. I know this sounds super cliche, but we can create those feelings from the inside. Sure, buying the shoes or the Yeti cookie jar is one way to get those feelings, But we know they're temporary, and we know that there's other ways to get that feeling as well. So let's reverse engineer this and see what other ways we can kind of back into that same feeling, okay? Maybe we can be grateful for all the things that are going on for us, right? Even the tiniest little things, like my five-year-old said he was sorry for kicking his brother. That's huge progress in our house, just saying. We can... Tell our inner mean girl to go suck it when she's ruining our day by telling us we're stupid or not good enough. Um, We can do random acts of kindness for the people in our worlds because that always makes me feel incredible. 
We can eat a salad. We can go for a walk. We can do the simple things that don't cost much and see if those feelings compare to the high we get from the things that we buy, right? And here's the other thing. Write it down, literally. Like take out a piece of paper. What are those feelings that you get when you do those things? And what are those feelings that you get when you buy that pair of expensive shoes, right? Now you've got data to compare. What's the comparison between those feelings? Are there ways that you can prove to yourself that you can get those feelings without having to spend the $2,000 on the pair of shoes? This has been something that has been super top of my mind over the last few weeks. So it's really important that I talked about it today, selfishly for me, so I can put to words what's kind of been swirling around in my head. And I'm glad I shared it. And and I hope that you guys got something out of this as well. And so if any of this resonated for you today, please share it with me. I want to hear from you guys. It means so much to me that what I'm saying is relatable and helpful. So I so appreciate you listening. Hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you next time.